What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hindsightless. It is day number six of RPG Day 2020, and the word for today is spooky, spooky forest. They're not always spooky, but sometimes they are. Before I jump into today's topic about forests, I just want to address something I heard yesterday on Barry's podcast, Shadow of the GM. He mentioned that somebody, I think on Anchor, was saying that because of RPG a day, they're unsubscribing from people's podcasts because it was stressing them out too much or something. And while they have every right to do that, and that's fine, I think it's kind of a jerk move to say that on Anchor. I, I, I think it's sort of like a hey, if you don't stop this, I'm going to unsubscribe from you. You know, if you don't like it, you don't want to follow along, don't. It's not a problem. But to go out and put it out there on Anchor and, you know, make other podcasters feel bad for something that's supposed to be fun and positive is just a selfish, self-indulgent move that didn't need to be done and probably shouldn't have been done you know like I don't know I just it really upset me and I yeah so that's it that's all I wanted to say about that okay now let's get into the topic so forests yeah so the uh, West Marches game that I'm going to start eventually running is going to be set in a country that is about a third covered by a forest known as the Southern Fangwood. It is a vast, I don't know, maybe something like 30,000 square mile old ancient fey forest with all sorts of craziness going in in the deep dark center and I am just really excited about it. I know, I know that forests are kind of overused in the fantasy setting and the rpg setting but i don't care (laughs) they are my favorite it's my favorite setting like 100 percent. i i playing in a desert just sounds sterile and boring to me um yeah like playing in a beach (laughs) I, i grew up by a beach you know i have not spent as much time in the woods and in the forest as i would like given an ideal situation if teleportation was a thing i would spend a lot more time in the woods for sure um maybe greater teleportation so there's no you know error in where you end up but yeah like i love the forest and there's just so much to it this they can be a happy place they can be a place of like just serenity and peace they can be a scary as shit place man um and yeah just being able to pull those emotions out of the setting i think is something i'm really looking forward to um i there was a time when i went up to uh lake tahoe here in the states and we were camping out and there was a night that literally changed my life made me a better and more positive person 
due to a combination of the drugs and the woods. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, I, I don't necessarily endorse drugs, you know, but I, I will tell you this particular time changed my life for the better permanently. I, I felt it happen in my brain. <laughs> I gained a deeper, richer um, appreciation for nature and it's never gone away and it's amazing. So yeah, I don't, I wish I could spend more time so I could just pull out those, you know, like the moss growing on the rocks and the babbling brooks. Like there's just so much in a forest that you can describe that. Yeah. I wish I had a better sense of, you know, like I'm standing on the balcony of my bedroom right now and I see a few trees. So that's pretty cool. Granted, if I look up a little bit more, I see a bunch of houses and shit. <laughs> but if I look kind of down at an angle, all I can see is trees and that's dope. And I have spent some time in, uh, in Yosemite in California, one of our amazing, beautiful, uh, national parks. It, is awesome. I remember one night we were, we used to go up there, me and a bunch of my buddies that I grew up with kind of every summer for like three summers in a row, I think. And it was kind of our first forays of like being out on our own and stuff. Uh, you know, we were probably like 17 people just get 16, 17 people just getting their licenses and driving up there, no parents or anything. Um, and yeah, they were amazing times hiking half dome, hiking El Capitan. I remember this one time we were trying to do El Capitan and we got lost as shit. We got way off trail. It, you think that you can't go off trail in a park like that, but you can, <laughs> you absolutely can. And we did, and we did some crazy free climbing, like scampering up like these boulder fields and stuff never made it to El Capitan that time but ended up making it back to our campsite so that was awesome uh there was another time there when there was this huge massive landslide that covered the entire park in this just cloud of dirt that lasted for a few hours it turned the day dark like it was insane we were just there and it was a sunny day one minute and then the next there was just boo boo crazy loud ass noises and then all of a sudden whoosh just darkened the day it was epic and awe-inspiring just to see the power of nature that close up and that visceral was just dope where you're just like yeah i am very insignificant <laughs> in the grand scheme of things uh, being on top of Half Dome and looking at the view, looking out over the valley and seeing what nature can form when it's left the fuck alone. And you don't have some asshole corporations who, by the way, are the bane of modern society. Corporations are bad. Um, I mean, for that matter, modern day capitalism is terrible. It's awful it doesn't work it's actually if you stop and think about it for a second it is socialism for the most part when the government is bailing out companies that's socialism folks uh but sorry getting off topic um anyway yeah so just seeing 
what nature can do is just, I mean, it's gut wrenching. You just, just like, it just lets you know your place and just how little <laughs> you are in this world, let alone the universe. Yeah, man. So forests, I'm all about them. I can't wait to play in the Fangwood. It's going to be a really good time. I'm getting closer and closer every day. I'm almost done building like my first encounter, the first session. Uh, I still got a lot of work to do, but I'm a lot closer than I was. Folks are starting to get their characters built. Uh, I'm having to go through them on roll 20 because, yeah, Pathfinder, even at first level, I don't know. Some folks are... Some folks are finding it a little tricky. Um, but yeah, like the th- beautiful thing about Roll20 is I can just go in there and be like, oh, okay, move this around, blah, blah, blah. I can make changes. I can actually, this is the first time I've ever actually been able to see my players' character sheets. And that's going to make running the game so much easier. Okay, we're getting on another topic here, but I'm running with it. Um yeah, just being able to know what everyone can do. Like, with my knowledge of the rules of Pathfinder 1st Edition, combined with knowing what the players can do, it's going to make these encounters and stuff so much easier to run, especially with new players. Like, you don't need to know any of the rules of Pathfinder when you start this game, if you're playing in it. it, it will not matter. You can tell me what you want to do and I'll tell you how to do it. Um, you know, all the little bonuses and stuff that pop up, I will be telling y'all that. Like when those pop, if you're flanking, I'll be like, okay, cool. You're flanking right now. That gives you each a plus two on your attack rolls versus that creature. Uh, stuff like that. You know, oh, you're on higher ground. That gives you a plus one on your attack roll versus that creature. So, like, I will be taking care of you. The players will not need to know that sort of information. Uh, and just now that I, like, can see what their characters can do, if they're having trouble deciding or they're unsure, which are the same thing, <laughs> baby, <laughs> but I could be like, oh, you could do this thing. You know, you could hit really hard with your great axe and do between 10 and 21 damage every time you hit that's that's a thing you can do um so yeah that that is one of the other things that i like about online gaming is because i can have their character sheet on my computer in a format that's easy for me to access and uh view it it will make the overall game better for everyone, not just for me. It'll make it better for everyone, easier for everyone. So I, I really recommend when you're running a game to, you know, if you can, because normally I can't, take a look, <laughs> take a look at your players' character sheets for a couple reasons. One, just to make sure they've done everything right, because I've noticed... <laughs> Players have a tendency when they're putting characters together to maybe not read everything fully, the description of a spell or an ability. A lot of times a player will read the first part and be like, oh, cool. (laughs) 
and then that'll be it. So to really know like that they have everything done right and just, yeah, I know in like rules like games, you don't need to do that shit, but yawn. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's just, yeah. Look at your player sheets. If you can, it will improve your game your experience, their experience, everyone's experience. It's great. Do it. Yeah. All right. That's enough of this rambling episode on forests. I Most of it was about forests, or at least the first part of it was about forests. So, yeah, there you go. Anyway, folks, until tomorrow, peace out.